What's his name again? Wow. Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs. I almost said Peter Hooten, but that was... That's the other guy. That's the other guy. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Films from the Phantom Zone, your podcast about failed and forgotten comic book movies, where we watch a forgotten superhero movie and decide, does this belong in the Phantom Zone to be forgotten for forever, or out and about for everyone to rewatch and remember fondly? My name is Arnaldo. I'm your host. And now, as every week, I am joined by... Berto. What movie are we watching today? Dr. Mordred, Master of the Unknown. That's a subtitle, but yes, Dr. Mordred. (laughs) Well, he's the Master of the Unknown. From 1992. Look, this is a podcast. If this is your first time, we watch failed and forgotten comic book movies, like I said. Um, This is, and we've said this before, this is a movie that's already failed, forgotten. No one remembers this movie. This is way beyond that. Nobody remembers this movie at all. At all. Oh, like walk down the street, ask somebody, do you know Dr. Mordred? It's like, this is a B movie, by the way. It was a direct to video <laughs> B movie. Oh, nice. So let's get into it. But first, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a little bit of background, a little bit of plot. That's a lot of plot. <laughs> we're going to analyze <laughs> the movie to the best of our ability. Before we do Keep or Cancel, the uh, special segment of the show where we talk about the stars of the movie and we decide if we're going to keep them or cancel them. This week we would be talking about Jeffrey Combs, the star of Dr. Mordred. Who kind of looks like Freddie Prinze Jr. So you me. say. <laughs> I think he looks a little too much like him. Okay. Um, and then at the end we're going to decide if this movie belongs in the Phantom Zone to be forgotten or not. Or out and about. I already said that part. Also, we are streaming on Twitch, by the way. Every episode gets recorded live on Twitch. So if you ever want to be a part of the show, if you're listening to this afterwards and you're like, God, I know everything about Dr. Mordred. That's like my one thing. I wish I was there to talk to these guys about it. You could have done that. You could have come on Twitch, like our friend Jorge, who's here right now, um, and hang out with us while we record the episode. Uh, Help us with any little details or provide insider context. And if you do know a bunch about Dr. Mordred for whatever reason, you can still get in contact with us. You can hop on our Discord. Yeah. Or Discord, tweet at us. Tweet at yeah. us. All that's linked below. Comment on one of our posts. We're not hard to reach. <laughs> <laughs> so, Berto, let's get started. Initial expectations. What, what do you have any? <laughs> I didn't have any because I didn't know what the hell to expect because the only thing I knew about this movie going in is that it was going to be a Doctor Strange movie. And they lost the license to Doctor Strange, but they much, made yeah. the movie anyway. Made the movie anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's all I knew about this. So I'm like, I have no idea what to expect. This reminds me of this one time a buddy of mine uh, went to a bar, and uh, if, if you if you stream with us, you know me a little bit. You know I like making cocktails and stuff like that. And he ordered a paper plane, which has a very specific set of ingredients. And they were like, Yeah, um, I ordered a paper plane. They told me that they didn't have the ingredients for that. Uh, number one, and then number two, they made it anyway. <laughs> and I was so like, what oh. Did, so what did they make? Just com- something completely different and void of the specific kind of flavor that that drink is supposed to be. And wow. that's what this movie reminds me of. They didn't have the ingredients and they fucking made it anyway. It's like ordering a Vesper and... <laughs> and getting an old-fashioned. <laughs> uh, maybe just some other type of martini. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I had zero expectations for this because I didn't know it existed until a few months ago. Uh, Like a year and a half ago, when we started the podcast, I sat down and made a list that I found on Wikipedia of uh, movies based on comic books. And I'm like, perfect. This is all of them, surely. And then we keep finding more. Yeah, we keep finding more. And this is one where I 
I was deep in a Doctor Strange thing and it was like, footnote, Dr. Mordred, a movie that is kind of a knockoff off Doctor Strange because it lost a license. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> like, I, I've never heard of this thing. That sounds perfect for us. Uh, yeah, this is right up our alley. Like, it could not get more films from the Phantom Zone than Dr. Mordred. And I thought nothing was going to top Wonder Woman 1974, the most forgotten version of Wonder Woman ever. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is this is definitely it. So let's get started on that background. Really, I only have a couple things on this because it's, it's very difficult to find any information on this movie. I was looking up this movie myself, and the only like information you find on it were like news articles saying like, Oh, old movie Dr. Mordred coming to Blu-ray. Yeah, that Th- kind of that's thing. It. Yeah. Apparently it's going to be featured in Mystery Science Theater 3000 next month. Oh, that's kind of cool. It said June 2022. I was like, "Oh, that's coming up." Huh. Um so this movie's produced and directed by Charles Band along with his father Albert Band. The movie is scored by Richard Band, their brother, and the son plays the shitty little kid in the museum. So it's a family <laughs> affair. Uh, Charles Band owns this movie studio named Full Moon Features, and they mostly make B-movies, direct-to-video B-movies. That's their thing. So it's it's very low budget. That's why it's a whole family affair. Okay. Oh, I did notice in the opening like credits for this, it said, uh, based on an original idea by Charles Band. Yes, I want to talk about that because... <laughs> so I found two slightly conflicting stories for how this movie came to be. Number one... Full Moon Features acquired the film rights to Doctor Strange, but they expired before filming started. So, obviously, the movie was, like we said, they made it anyway. Movie's rewritten, uh, names are changed, some concepts are um, moved around, and they fucking made it anyway. Or, it's based on an older script called Doctor Mortalis with concept art by Jack Kirby himself. What the fuck? Yeah, and there's this art from Jack Kirby... For Dr. Mortalis, and he's doing literally this thing on the cover, but it's a different looking character slightly. And so it is possible, I saw some places that maybe they hired uh, Jack Kirby for some concept art for this, for or for something one day called Dr. Mortalis that then was maybe repurposed. Repurposed, yeah. At the same time, like. It could be a mixture of both of these. Yeah. And obviously, Jack Kirby would have been aware of. Doctor Strange, he's working at Marvel. Right. Um, even though he... I don't know if he ever did art for Doctor Strange, but Doctor Strange is uh, Steve Ditko and, and Stan Lee. So, it's one of those two. Or it might be a little bit of both. It might be them trying to rip off Doctor Strange in a myriad of different ways. <laughs> oh, it, the movie kind of feels like it. Absolutely. So, <laughs> it is really weird when the movie starts and the first thing it says is based on an original idea... By Charles Band. Because if a movie's an original idea, you don't have to credit it. So why would you go out of your way to say that? You know? <laughs> it's odd. It sounds very much kind of like, we swear to God this isn't Doctor Strange. <laughs> For legal reasons. The name Doctor Mordred is all me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For legal reasons, we have to say that this is an original idea. I totally made it up that's myself. That's very possible that that's what happened. I don't think that's true. Oh, yeah. The, no, the legality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, no part of me thinks this is an original story. No. Concept. Uh, <laughs> like, I just watched the trailer. They even mentioned the dark dimension in the trailer. Oh, did they really? Yeah. <laughs> 
But in either case, like I said, Full Moon makes mostly direct-to-video R-rated B-horror movies. So losing the license might have been more on brand for them anyway. Yeah, I guess them making a licensed Marvel movie would have been the weird thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you want to get started? Uh, Yeah. A pair of disembodied eyeballs in space belonging to the Monitor speak out to Anton Mordred saying, The Death's Head will seek you out. Dr. Mordred is courageous and ready to fight it. What the fuck is that? The Death's Head. Is that what they said? I think so. I listened to it like 10 times. The Death's Head. Uh, Yeah. I thought maybe you knew. No, I mean, also it's been much longer since I've watched this movie than you. yeah, you watched this like last week. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, weird intro feels like a bunch of nonsense. The Death's Head. I swear he's saying something else and I can't understand him. And there wasn't an option for subtitles. So <laughs> I didn't... Was there? I don't even know if I tried it. Either way, I'm not going back. Is there closed captioning on this? <laughs> it would have said so in the back of the box. Anyway. I thought that was super weird. And then later on, they named the character anyway. So, like, what's the point? Also, this monitor character who looks a lot like the ancient one and the other one. Just kind of like a disembodied voice, mm-hmm. you know? But this is a pair of eyeballs. It's very creepy. Uh, it's like a Trashire cat situation. Yeah. But uh, like in space and yeah. huge. Yeah. Yeah. And Mordred's also in space, just standing there. He's kind of a dick because he's like, I know when he's coming, but I won't tell you. Why? Aren't you on the same side? Why not? What's your deal? What's your end game here? Fucking monitor. He can't interfere. Oh, what if that's the case? He's the watcher. In Rio de Janeiro, an armored car driver asks his partner for a cigar, but gets shot instead. I laughed out loud at that point. It was ridiculous. He's just driving the car. He's like, he says whatever the Portuguese word for cigar or cigarette is. And he just shoots him. Why were you, why were you waiting for a cue to shoot him? Also, the car would just cry. The car just kind of rolls into a stop. Uh, he unloads two cases for a guy dressed like a pirate who uncorks an old bottle, spills its chunky brown contents onto the cases, and recites a spell that transports the cases away. Yep. That, what the fuck is going on that's, already? That's the correct reaction. <laughs> the pirate man tells the driver he's no longer needed, so the driver puts his gun to his own head and kills himself. I laughed out loud there, too. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. What? What? I really thought it was funny uh, that his costume is like straight up pirate. No, like why? Why is that? It's like a though? baggy it's... frizzy shirt. Like, so in case you didn't know right off the bat that this is a B movie, <laughs> right? These are leftover costumes. <laughs> like a hundred percent, he just grabbed the pirate costume from the set. <laughs> this makes me a villain, right? <laughs> um. There's some slow mo here that I thought my DVD player wasn't working properly. By the way. Oh, I don't know if you like remember. That, it's weird slow mo because like, it's not apparent. You know no, what I mean? It looks like it's just like chugging along. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like oh shit, something's wrong. <laughs> also, like the pirate, you're talking about like the puffy white pirate shirt. Right? Yeah, it's like pirate, but also like classic vampire. It could go either way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's from that era. <laughs> it reminded me of a WWE wrestler. His name was called like his name was called Gangrel. Gangrel? 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 Is pirating, like, is that what was that? He's his? a vampire. Oh, okay, a vampire. And he came out with his his brood. <laughs> oh, we need to watch, like, their entrance at some point tonight. It's ridiculous. 
All right. I will link that below, <laughs> then, I guess. Um, in New York City, in a very nice apartment building, Dr. Mordred accidentally reveals to his neighbor, Samantha, that he's over 100 years old. So he uses magic to make her forget the entire interaction. Yeah, right? <laughs> It's very, it's very, um, it's also, he doesn't really reveal that he's over a hundred years old. He's, he, he, he just says something that's kind of weird. She goes, I hear the city was better a hundred years ago. It's better to live in. It was. He's like, oh no, actually it was. And he's just like, what? And, and he's like, like, I don't know. That's what people say. Like, <laughs> you fucking idiot. And then, so he's like, God damn it. God damn it. I got to erase her memory. <laughs> like. He, he does like a he does like a Men in Black flash, you know. The, yeah, it's um, but it's before that. It's, it's a it, neuralizer. Yeah, he does a neuralizer before the neuralizer. He uses a little amulet, and she's like, Boop, and then like he's gone, and he's gone. She's like, what the fuck? How often is he doing this shit? Like every time he makes a did bad he, joke, did he erase like her memory, or did he just like flash banger and disappear? No, because she was like, oh, nothing weird happened, and she goes back into her apartment. That could also just be bad acting. <laughs> You know, he makes a bad joke in an elevator. He's like, God damn it. I don't want them to remember this. <laughs> Ching! <laughs> Here's the thing, though. All of the acting for that was, like, bad. Uh-huh. But um, his acting didn't seem that bad. Like, the way he said, like, it was almost... You felt, like, a longing in his voice, and it was weird how, like, convincing that sounded. Oh, well, that was good, then. You liked that. I liked that, but the rest of this interaction was weird. Oh, yeah. I didn't think she was very good, either. Um, I don't think he's that great. Also, like, the neighbors were, like, arguing about, like, the dumbest the shit. dog barking. Yeah. Like, I'm going to call the cops. It was uh, it was very filler. It was stupid. In his sanctum, it's not technically, it's, 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 it's his a sanctum. Apart- it's, it's his, his apartment, apartment building. But it's clearly a sanctum. It's got shit all in the wall. Anyway, in his sanctum, he watches a wall of TVs, analyzing potential troubling news from around the world, including a story about stolen platinum. He runs some calculations on ancient scrolls and maps on the wall. This part, I mean, this is fine. <laughs> All this is fine. I like, it feels like they put some money in the set for his, his yeah. apartment. It's like the main set for this for this movie. Yeah, he spends a lot of time in here, actually. Yeah. Man, it's convincing. I don't, I don't hate it, honestly. No. I like his big map on the wall and his little scrolls that he's like measuring he, he, shit he's on. He's doing his research. He's doing some Doctor Strange shit, really. But not really. <laughs> but but not really. Samantha Hunt is a research consultant for the NYPD who often works with some sleazeball detective named Tony. She attends a presentation, The Criminal Mind and the Supernatural, by Dr. Anton Mordred, where he argues that we should study the supernatural to stop those committing crimes in its name. Back home, Mordred watches news of stolen diamonds in South Africa. He speaks to the monitor, who confirms that the Death's head is released and orders him to cross over to investigate further. Mordred magically opens a door behind his wall map, but unwittingly starts a fire in his apartment on his way out. What a bozo. What a fucking idiot. I thought that was like a natural... For a second, I'm like, is that a natural thing that happens every time he crosses over? Like, there's a fire? Or he's just stupid and started a fire? (laughs) (laughs) I think he just wasn't aware of his surroundings. (laughs) He opens his door. On the wall, right? And it's like the portal to another dimension. And there's a lot of like light and wind coming through. Yeah. It's like the refrigerator and Ghostbusters. <laughs> and it blows everything over. And he's got a candle and it starts a fire. It's like, blow out the candles. You know what's... Like, you, you, you've you, done this you before. You know shit's about to go flying. You've done this for 
my calculation, I'm going to get to this, 250 years probably, right? Yeah, because he's definitely been hanging out in New York for at least 100 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should know what to do. Anyway, <laughs> I got very Batman vibes, like Batman the movie 1989. Okay. Because let's not forget, that was the biggest movie at this time. So it would have influence over this oh, movie. At, oh, a gajillion percent. It was kind of the movie to kickstart. We talked about this. We did a whole episode on Batman 89. It was kind of the movie to kickstart a lot of the 90s and early 2000s superhero yeah, movie. So like Blade, yeah, Spider-Man, yeah. X-Men, all, all that. All that stuff. All that's thanks to Michael Keaton in his little bat suit. Yeah, pretty much. But this has some elements to where like this doesn't quite feel like the Sanctum Santorum, but it doesn't feel like the Batcave. It feels like a combination of the two. The, uh, Sanctum Cave. Yeah. The Bat Torum. The Mordred Cave. <laughs> because... <laughs> He's got like a wall of TVs. It looks like a, the Bat computer. You know, it's just a ton of screens on the wall. Yeah, he's he's looking for crimes. He's doing calculations, but also he's magi- he's a magician. He's got scrolls and like ancient artifacts, and he's giving speeches. That's not relevant to his location. <laughs> <laughs> About the supernatural. <laughs> but he he does have like this very, I don't know. I I feel like, and then there's the shot where he's going into that light. And there's wind and smoke. And I'm like, that looks like the iconic shot in all the Batman movies. Yeah. Where he's running from the bat signal in the smoke. And I couldn't remember if they did that shot in Batman 89 or not. Or that wasn't until later, until the Schumacher movies. Was there even a bat signal in that one? Yeah, there was. Okay. I think that didn't come till after, so it might be a coincidence. I keep wanting to say Morbius when I read Mordred. <laughs> it doesn't help that he's Dr. Morbius. Dr. Michael Morbius, yeah. Dr. Anton Mordred. Anton Mordred isn't a bad name, actually. It's a weird name. It's a name that sounds realistic, but also I wouldn't make a whole movie about it. It's not that catchy. I wouldn't make a movie about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dr. Mordred transports to a floating island castle in the fourth dimension. There, he encounters a blind guard named Gunner, who welcomes Mordred. Gunner tells him Cabal has escaped and burned his eyes to remind him of what a cosmic son of a bitch he is. <laughs> I really like this character. At this point, I'm like, what the hell is like actually going on right now? <laughs> um, Mordred uses magic to restore his eyes and hurries back because days have already passed on Earth since he's arrived. So there seems to be some sort of time dilation between these dimensions, except there isn't, because in this next scene, he goes back and the fire is spread. But days have passed, he said. <laughs> Maybe his um his whole little sanctum exists in this time dilation. Ah, that's a stretch, I think. <laughs> it's a stretch. I think they just didn't he think about it. He goes through a portal. But- no, it's a continuity error is what it's called. Uh, so I guess Cabal, this character that they say by name for the first time here, That's is Shao Death's, Kahn, right? Death's Head. Yeah, Shao Kahn from um, the Mortal, bad Com- Mortal Kombat Mortal movie. Kombat Annihilation. Is the first one any better? Yes. Yeah, it's way better. Isn't the it? first one's a lot better. <laughs> second one's garbage. The second one's like that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch the bonus features for this, by the way? I started. It's only like 20 minutes. And then I had to go to dinner. Oh, I mean, you know, they made a miniature and everything like it was it's not bad. This is low budget. You know, you got to you got to see the good things where where they come at you. And I think this is uh, I thought it was a good miniature. It's a good set. What are you going to do? You know, hey, do what you got to do. Mm. 
Samantha notices Mordred's door is hot from the fire, surely engulfing his apartment. She rings the alarm, but when the responders arrive, Mordred has magically put out the fire, and Samantha is now on the hook for calling in a false alarm. <laughs> Mordred shows her around his apartment. <laughs> so uh, she calls it an inner sanctum. It's a great <laughs> joke here where she calls and the cops are like, What's your name again, Samantha? Okay, cool, because uh, we're going to have to call you into the station for calling in a false alarm. Ooh, she's in trouble. They're real dickheads about it. I love it. (laughs) What a weird world this is. I like it, though. (laughs) It's like, all right, you need to come with us to the station. We need to have a talking to. (laughs) And maybe we'll find the person who did this and give them a spanking. (laughs) Random. He talks like a serial killer. I don't know why she would ever even trust him, be attracted to him, none of that. He's got, like, dead eyes in this movie. And he the way he talks is like... He talks like he's not human, which I guess he's not. He's from another planet, supposedly. Is that what they're going for? Maybe? I don't know. But there's something in his performance that's just, like, very stiff. And, like, the only way I can... I can compare it to as like a serial killer vibe where he's like, <laughs> once you understand the ways you will totally, I don't know. It's something very untrustworthy. <laughs> he's, he's a creepy sorcerer. He's very creepy. By the way, we haven't mentioned that he has a pet Raven named Edgar Allen. Yeah, that, that was cute. That was cute. I like that a lot. I like that bird. <laughs> it also makes him seem more like a serial killer. <laughs> he hasn't done one trustworthy thing in this, by the way. Also, his like fucking area of expertise is the psychology of like serial killers and criminals who use like occult iconography and shit. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, you're not like that's a red flag, man. <laughs> How do we know you're not the serial killer? And this is part of your whole trick. That's true. At a church, a couple of satanic punks, Adrian and Irene, await Cabal's arrival, who is revealed to be the pirate-looking guy. He needs them to steal diamonds, platinum, and something from a museum. Later in the church, candles are lit, Cabal is shirtless, and Irene stands naked in our first-ever full-frontal nude scene. This was hot. (laughs) No lie, she's really hot. She she was really hot. But also, like, when this happened, that's when I was like, what the fuck? Is this movie rated R? <laughs> this it switches gears like, real quickly. I was just watching the movie by myself, and I said that out loud. I said, what the fuck? Because were you watching in the living room or in your room? I was watching in my room, oh. but I was just, I was very confused. <laughs> hey, guys, it's time for a quick break, and we will be back in a flash. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. It switches gears really quickly and like the setting very quickly becomes erotic because like all the candles are lit now. 
like every single one <laughs> and yeah. it's, now it's very like the lighting is very moody uh and he's like shirtless and, and he's like, very I'm muscular. so glad you chose me <laughs> And she's stark naked, like full frontal, <laughs> um, just not what I was expecting. And like your expectations here are like, this is going to get very erotic, but it kind of doesn't. So let's let's keep going. <laughs> um, Irene is honored he would choose her out of all women. He lies her on a slate, grabs her titty. <laughs> And magically brands her forehead with his ring. She screams in agony. Yeah, the romance is dead. <laughs> he just start. He just straight up starts like torturing her, basically. Yeah. Well, no, he grabs her boob first. He fondles her for a little bit, and then he which inflicts is, pain which upon is her. Fucking hilarious, by the way, because this isn't like he didn't need to do that. No, he didn't need to do that at all. Because I'm presumably this isn't sexual for him she thinks it is she's like oh i'm going to make love to this god who chose me right for his mortal pleasures or whatever it is just like fucking morgan lefay in last week's movie yes but then she he's like no, i'm gonna I, brand your I'm forehead a, yeah i'm actually gonna kill you brand your forehead and suck out all your blood by the way but first I mean, the boobs right there. Might as well fondle it, right? Might as well grab that tit while you get the chance. <laughs> <laughs> I considered describing every erotic detail, but unfortunately, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's all that happens. It's, it's not one of those movies. It, it makes you think it's going to be, but then it's not. It's. <laughs> just it's weird. It, it's a weird scene. This is one of those things where they're just like. Look, I mean, you've seen B-horror movies where they put in, like, sexy nudity just for fun. Right. Just just because they're like, whatever, we can. Why not? And it's become part of the genre now where you see, like, a slasher flick and you're like, all right. If they have sex, they're going to die. Yeah. And we're going to see some gratuitous boobs. Like, right. that's going to happen in this movie. And, like, sometimes they do it for a gag, too. Like, we watched, not that long ago, we saw Jason X. <laughs> <laughs> and at the very end of the movie, at, like... A gag within the movie, two campers just inexplicably like get naked. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like within the movie, it's a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Jason's like, "All right, y'all are naked. I'm gonna fucking kill you." And he just slashes them. Because Jason hates premarital sex. He hates promiscuity, and he puts like <laughs> one of them in the sleeping bag. And just keeps slamming her against the tree. <laughs> it's an underrated movie. Listen, Jason X. <laughs> Honestly, that movie that might be one of my favorite slasher movies. It's- Fucking hilarious, first of all. Absolutely. It, it's insane, too. Mm. Watch it. <laughs> anyway. Detective Tony and Samantha study Irene, now a murder victim missing all her blood. Samantha thinks Mordred may be able to help them. Meanwhile, Mordred magically inserts glass daggers inside himself and suddenly is joined by Cabal, who apparates there. Mordred shoots him with the crystal daggers, but they go through his astral projection. Are they crystal or are they glass? Okay, they're crystal. I thought they were glass when I first typed it, and then they say these are the crystals of Endor, I think. And I'm like, Endor, that's, that's Star Wars. Wars. That's what I said when he said it. Uh, so sorry, they're crystal. They're not glass. Anyway, more. I, what's the difference, by the way? Do you know? Uh, it's like a know. chemical thing. I think it's a chemical. I, aren't crystals harder? Probably. They sound more expensive. Glass is cheap. We have tons of glass. Glass is just sand. Sure. What's a crystal then? I don't know. Well, I'm going to look into that. Anyway, the two sorcerers argue about their role among humans, Cabal wanting to enslave them as a god. 
After some more exchange threats, the police arrived to question Mordred. <laughs> All right, this is after Samantha sent Tony to Mordred for help. Yeah. Because Samantha- she's like, I know a guy that might be good at this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the next scene, they explain why they arrested Mordred because a lot of stuff happened off screen where he just started kind of blabbering about the dark arts and shit. And they're like, all right, you're you're a sus. <laughs> but he probably just couldn't shut the fuck up about it. He really can't. He's very excited about it. He's very enthusiastic. <laughs> when he talks about like magic and like dark arts and stuff, he's like, no, you don't understand. Like, it's real. And and you're in danger. <laughs> Yeah, I would arrest this guy too, honestly. He's not helping you. He's not making a good case he for himself. He seems like a psychopath. Uh, but they pound on the door, not like they're just asking for questions. So I felt as if that was another kind of like discontinuity. Yeah. Because they had no reason to be like breaking it. Let's go you know? fucking arrest this <laughs> <Yeah>. guy. <laughs> um, I did not hate this fight between them because... You know, it, in it a movie, sorcerer. Yeah, it really does. Because in a movie like this, where they're like, you know, whatever, it's low budget, it's old, and you're like, they're just gonna like shoot lasers at each other the entire time, and that's gonna be boring. They seem to be doing some interesting sorcery stuff. Like he's like, all right, I need weapons. I'm gonna use these magic crystal daggers. I can insert them magically into my body. I need to prepare because then I can shoot them at him. It was like establishing some rules to some of the magic, which yeah. I quite which I quite enjoyed. Also, it established that he astral projected, therefore he can't be physically harmed because he can't. He's not tangible. Yeah, no, like there was a little bit of thought put into this, and that I can appreciate. That's it. Nice, it's nice. <laughs> like it's not all just stupid nonsense, you know. Mm-hmm. Most of it is, but that's part of the fun, honestly, with this. I mean, there was some nonsense. <laughs> that sex scene, which then turned into just a straight-up murder. <laughs> that was nonsense. <laughs> um, this guy, I forget what his name is. I think it's like Brian Thompson or something. Uh, oh, Cabal? Yeah, Cabal. I mean, Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn, yeah, that guy. I read something about him while I was looking this up, and someone had said he can really deliver the worst dialogue with like such conviction that you buy it, and I was like, "Yep, that's, that's exactly it." That's what he did in Mortal Kombat. That no, right? <laughs> it's not that he's a great actor, even a good actor. It's Brian Thompson. The cast um, is five people. <laughs> it's not that he's like amazing or even good. No, it's that he has, for whatever reason, he does deliver this dialogue in a way that it's almost like a cartoon. Like you buy yeah. it, you buy that he believes it. Yeah, even if it's nonsense. And I appreciate that. I appreciate his performance. He's good at playing like Saturday morning cartoon villain type characters. Yeah, which is what this is. It's an R-rated Saturday morning cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Seems like just a fun guy, though. Seems pretty cool. He was also in... He was an extra in Terminator. He had a small role as a thug. Street Street punk. Street punk, actually. Sorry. Let's see. Fright Night Part 2. I didn't know there was a Part 2 to that movie. There's a lot of B-movie here. Nightwish. Hey, that's like a vampire movie. Is it? Yeah. Didn't know that. He's in um The Extendables. <laughs> which looks like a B movie version of The Expendables. It's a parody of which the is Expendables. Already yeah. kind of a B movie. <laughs> no, but this is a straight up parody. <laughs> what do they call this? Like, uh when when they make movies like these, it's called a um I think they're just called parodies, aren't they? No, there's there's a name for them. Like what scary movie is and stuff. No, like no, no, that. no. Scary movie's a parody. I'm talking about movies like um 
Like movies that like change the title slightly. Oh no. He's got to figure it out now. Whoa, what the? Oh, I kind of want to see that though. Oh, a mockbuster. Yeah, it's called a mockbuster. Where... I want to see Titanic 666. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, so a mockbuster is... It's a sequel to Titanic 2. Yes, yes, yes. I typed this one in because I knew it was one of them. Um, <laughs> Titanic 666 is a sequel to Titanic 2, which is... What? Not a sequel to, obviously, Titanic. <laughs> but it's a movie where they made a replica Titanic and called it Titanic 2 in the modern day. And then it was full of zombies. <laughs> wow. Wait, is it full of zombies? No, no, no. Global warming and forces of nature cause history to repeat itself on the same night, only on a more dangerous and deadly scale. The sequel to this movie, which is Titanic 666, which is from like this year. Yeah, it came out last month. We need to watch these movies. Titanic 666 came out last month, by the way, on Tubi. (laughs) What the fuck? Uh, It is this in this movie. I think there's there's a maiden voyage of Titanic three. Because, you know, that's that's a good idea. Just keep making more Titanics. Uh, And more, like, bad shit happens on it, basically. I think there's zombies on this one. A group of digital influencers is surrounded by macabre events. (laughs) Whoa. Here's the cast people we've never heard of. (laughs) Anyway, we should watch this movie. (laughs) We need to watch this and Titanic 2. Titanic 2 and Titanic 666. And Velocipaster. So those are called mockbusters, is, okay. was my point. Uh, they're movies specifically intended to deceive people when they're picking out movies. <laughs> okay. So kind of like, um, shit. Anyway, at the police station, Detective Tony reveals to Sam he arrested Mordred after questioning him and seeing his amulet with a similar marking to the burn marks from Cabal's ring. In the interrogation... Mordred candidly speaks about his spells and how Cabal is an evil sorcerer. He just can't shut the fuck up about magic. No, he's a real dumbass is what he is, because he should know better. He's been living among humans for a long time. (laughs) Cabal might use Irene's blood and the stolen materials to conjure a spell, but would need the Philosopher's Stone on display at the Cosmopolitan Museum. what? (laughs) I remember the cop getting upset about it. He was like, is that that like a blimey stone? (laughs) Yeah. And he's (laughs) Even I knew what the Philosopher's Stone was in high school. Because I watched Harry Potter and well, I read also, it. I, I learned about it in high school. You learned about, like... I didn't learn not, about alchemy in high school. I learned about alchemy in high school and how it was a failed science. Oh. <laughs> uh, Samantha is allowed to question him next. You know what? And I love that there's just one at the Cosmopolitan Museum. Like, there's a bunch of different Philosopher's Stones. They're all over the place. When in reality, it was like this mythical thing that alchemists were searching for and they yeah, never so the, found because it's shouldn't not re- be any on display because nobody found one no but in this universe there's tons of them there's and there just happens to They're be one infinity stones <laughs> there happens to be one at the museum like no big deal oh this is uh the philosopher's stone that all those alchemists couldn't find <laughs> they died drinking piss samantha is allowed to question him next Mordred explains to her that Cabal is real and shows her visions of two boys competing in magic in another dimension. Cabal turned to evil and the two sorcerers battled for a century until Cabal was imprisoned. 
Now, 150 years later, he's escaped to release demons from the fourth dimension. He somehow talks Samantha into stealing the amulet for him. What a cosmic son of a bitch. <laughs> Couple things. Why doesn't he just go get the amulet? He shows off at like, like the like his uh, handcuffs. Oh. Thanks for helping me. I was like, "What are you was, doing?" I'm pantomiming handcuffs to you, and you couldn't figure it out. Um, he he <laughs> he showed off how like that handcuffs can't hold him. He just goes Whoop, and they fall off him, and then he's like, "But I need you to go get the thing for me." Like you fucking do it. I'm gonna answer my own question. He says like in his mortal form, he could get shot oh, and like die. True. So like he so, can't. So let's send another person. <laughs> but he's under arrest. What's another movie we saw recently where somebody just like handcuffs meant nothing to them? Like they just weren't on anymore? I feel like we watched something recently where that was a thing. I don't know. Maybe? Was it something Marvel? It wasn't Moon Knight. Was it? I have no idea. Okay. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter. I have a lot of... Look, I was watching this movie and I'm like trying to make sense of all of the exposition that they give. But none of it really lines up with it all. Because earlier, Gunner said that he had been on Earth for 100 years. All right. And he said that he's been on Earth for at least 100 years. Now we're told that he's been on Earth for at least 150 years. Because 150 years ago was when he locked up Cabal. And they fought for a century. But they fought for a century. So he's at least 250 years old. And at least has spent 150 of those years on Earth. Look, none of it really adds up. They spent 100 years just fighting? I guess. Like constantly, <laughs> like none of this adds up. And then I thought maybe this is all fourth dimension time, which is just like you know a fraction of the a time in, in our world, apparently. Except when it's not. <laughs> when did Cabal have time to burn out Gunner's eyes? Well, that was fresh. That had just happened. Oh, that had just happened. I guess because to remind everyone what a cosmic son, son of, of a bitch, bitch he is. is. Yeah, because Mordred got there and he's like, "Look at my eyes. You fucked me up." <laughs> I love that he has so a magic... So that, like, just happened before Mordred got there, I guess? I, well, I guess that happened when Cabal escaped. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. But I, I also feel like he could have just gone there in the first place. Like, Monitor is like... Monitor's like, I'm not going to fucking give you any information. withholding though. a lot of information for no I reason. he's a bad guy. Mephisto. Monitor is <laughs> Mephisto. Whoa. <laughs> And he wants Cabal to get him the contract of San Vanganza. Okay. Is this your new bit? The contract of San Vanganza? I don't know. I would hate being in the 90s and dealing with coffee vending machines. Did you see this thing? Yeah. I mean, we, we still have We those? did exist in the 90s. They they have them at rest stops still. Still? Yeah. Like these? Yeah. Just brew coffee in a little cup for you? Yeah. It sounds horrible. It's Nothing not, sounds worse. It's not the worst thing. Sounds horrible. Oh, actually, you know no. what's worse? Burnt coffee. That's what you get from coffee vending machines. Mm, it's I, uh, not that bad. I actually, uh, I, I take that back. I have used a coffee vending machine one time, so I'm sorry I brought it up. Anyway, yeah, they're uh, at rest stops. Okay. Have you stopped at a rest stop recently? I no. They have like pots of coffee that people make, but not a vending machine that like. Yeah, there's a machine you can get like. Oh, I'd like a vanilla cappuccino. Beep, and it goes. Yeah, but not like this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, I need to reiterate how much he sounds like a serial killer when he stares you in the eyes and tells you things. Right, but he's very passionate about but magic. Look, man, I don't like how he stares. He <laughs> stares real hard. I started 
uh, noticing if he blinked or not. That's something I thought about. Does like, he not? He does. Oh, okay. But he's got that look that goes, oh, I should check if this guy blinks or not, which is not a thought you have often. <laughs> but if you have to have it, then that, that says something. I think Mordred's just like a creepy motherfucker. Yeah, I don't like him. Uh, Cabal puts an invincibility spell on his, on the punk Adrian. Adrian, therefore, threatens a police officer, throws a Molotov cocktail into a squad car, asks to be shot and arrested. <laughs> This is all ridiculous, right? <laughs> it's very ridiculous. Also, a couple things. The cop just ignores that he's holding a Molotov cocktail. He's like, hey, son, what are you doing over there? What the fuck do you think he's doing? It's clear he's holding a Molotov cocktail. And then the, he very slowly <laughs> lights it on fire. And the cop's like, well, that's interesting. What are you going to do with that? He throws it into the squad car. Why would you do that? Get the fuck out of the way. What do you think? Pull your gun out, man. He's He's got a weapon. That's a criminal that actually needs to be shot. Also, I just love that he shoots him afterwards. He's just like, he's just like, come on, shoot me. And the cop's like, all right. And he shoots him. That's not when you shoot people. <laughs> when, he, when, when the criminal told him to do it, he's like, all right, I guess I, guess I have to. After he uses one weapon and is no longer a threat to you. <laughs> You're doing things backwards. He's a bad cop. There's some bad cops in this, by the way. Mordred is charged with conspiracy to commit murder. Uh, Sam steals the amulet, uses, and she and Mordred escape. I also like when... So so uh, Adrian gets arrested. It's confusing what Adrian's endgame here is. But I guess it's because he knows Mordred is in, in the police station, so he gets himself arrested. To kill him, like vigilante. Right. Why wouldn't he just go there? He's invincible. Yeah, why didn't he just go there and, I'm gonna talk and about throw it. a trash can into the window? And get arrested. No, just walk and beat everybody up. You can't get hurt. And then uh, kill Mordred. Get the fuck out. There's um. That like, makes too much sense. No, no, no. Yeah, later on, I'm going to talk about how horrible uh, Adrian is at stuff and how he wasted his one gift very... Adrian like, yeah. Chase? No, this Adrian. Oh, they're both Adrian, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also like uh, when the alarm goes off. More When Mordred escapes, like this alarm goes off, the cop... That's holding Adrian is like, what's that noise? First of all, you're, you're a cop. You, work you here. should know. You've been trained in this. But also, Adrian responds, it's the fuck you buzzer. Is it, Yeah. Is he just like being funny? Is he having a laugh? <laughs> Which is just, it's just the best response you could have to that. And also, <laughs> when I heard that, I'm like, whoa, they're dropping F-bombs now? Oh, now's when he noticed. Yeah. I think it might be the first one, actually. I think it is the first one. I mean, the, by this point, we already yeah, saw... But, but by this frontal. point, I'm still confused on what the rating of this movie is. You're confused after you saw the boobs and the landing strip on her? Yeah, the 90s were wild. <laughs> no, this is rated R, my friend. <laughs> um, at Central Park, Mordred leaves his body in astral form to make it to the museum fast enough to stop Cabal from using the Philosopher's Stone. Ad- you know what? Real quick. I love that uh, he's like, you know, we got to get across town, but damn, traffic at this time is just too bad. I'm just going to astral project myself. You're a fucking the- wizard. You can't do something else. And she even says, well, can't you fly? And he's like, no. No. Because I'm not Doctor Strange, and that's really pushing the limits. I don't have my cloak <laughs> of levitation, all right? <laughs> and if I fly, we're definitely getting sued. So I cannot fly. I'll astral project myself over there. So I can't actually do anything physically to stop him when I get there. Yeah. Even though that's also a Doctor Strange ability. (laughs) Adrian escapes jail, but Cabal ends his protective spell as he enters the museum and a kid calls him a dickhead. (laughs) That surprised me, that little kid. 
dickhead. Uh, Kabong. Because, <laughs> by the way, they're looking at a couple dinosaur um, fossil things, skeletons. Cabal's just like, they They were magnificent when I saw them in real life, because he's old. Because I've I, been around for a millennia. Yeah. So I guess they're not just hundreds of years old. They're fucking Thousands, millions, if not millions. Millions of years old? Millions, yeah. <laughs> That's a big jump from a couple hundred. I'm so uh, confused. Yeah. And so the kid was like, yeah, you dickhead. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Cabal takes a philosopher's stone and mixes his spell to release a demon's gunner is guarding. Mordred arrives in time to stop him, however. In his astral form, Cabal says he has no power over him, except I guess he can cast spells and exert some power over him. <laughs> I guess what he meant was like, you can't physically, you're not tangible. So you yeah. can't punch me. You can't, like, you literally cannot stop me from doing what I'm doing right now. But it, physically. Physically. But I guess magically. But magically he can do, which is, what's his power anyway? You think they're going to get in a fist fight? No. So he can do everything, basically. He just can't pick things up. <laughs> or get things thrown at him. Yeah, sounds better for him, honestly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of cheating. Yeah, well, I guess he can't use the, the crystal daggers either. <laughs> hmm. Um, <laughs> Cabal uses a spell to reanimate a T-Rex fossil who eats a museum guard. That was kind of great. It was kind of fucked up. <laughs> Mordred reanimates a mastodon to fight the T-Rex, and Cabal releases the demons as Gunner uses his magic shotgun to hold them back. Dr. Mordred commands his mastodon to stab Cabal, killing him. Cabal's death ends the spell, and the door seals the demons back, but Gunner thinks he saved the day. <laughs> the mastodon is the Black Ranger's little dino power thing. That's correct. It's not a dinosaur. It's not a either. dinosaur. Yeah. Which is I, weird, because all, all of the other Power Rangers were. I think... Well, no, I think uh, pterodactyls technically aren't dinosaurs either. Really? There's something else. I don't know. I'm, I've seen this argument before, but I, I don't really care. <laughs> it's not my, it's not I my can, thing. When I think pterodactyl, I think dinosaur, though. Sure, but it's a it's a misconception because di- <sighs> we know dinosaur to be like this all encompassing term for these ancient creatures, but at the same time, right. it's like their act dinosaurs is actually a specific term within a couple of fucking periods. Well, yeah, dinosaur means what? Terrible lizard? They weren't even lizards. No, they're more closely related birds. to birds, yeah. like a pterodactyl. Yeah. But watch a pterodactyl be more closely related to a lizard. How fucked up would that be? <laughs> Look, I can't speak on this intelligently, so. All I'm thinking is when you said Macedon, I was imagining him morphing, going, Macedon! <laughs> go, go, Power Rangers! Anyway, this was very abrupt, this ending. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they don't fight. See, the thing is, is that they fought a lot more in that la- in that other scene. And I'm like, I thought... It was I- just like, oh, giant dinosaur, giant Macedon, done. Yeah, well, he's just... He does exactly two things. He does that one spell to throw him over, like, that glass display. Yeah. And then, uh, I'm talking about Mordred. And then he he reanimates a Macedon and just tells him to stab him, stabs him. Movie's basically over now. Like, it was very <laughs> he quick. He defeated him rough. very easily. It was a, yeah, it was a very short fight here. The ball kind of sucks. It was very anticlimactic. I would have liked a lot more, I think. I, and I get it to be, whatever. You could have done more. Just do a little bit of more lasers. A couple lasers. A couple more... <laughs> Couple more random spells and some then... more crystal daggers. Yeah, sure. No, I... We, I think we did get a crystal dagger here though, because Cabal tries to hit Mordred with it, it goes and that's when him. we find out Mordred's astral projecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what Cabal did earlier. Sure. Right. And Cabal was like, "What you're doing? What I did?" <laughs> <laughs> 
However, <laughs> the stop motion dinosaur in Macedon, it's pretty good. Actually, yeah, that effect wasn't bad at it's, all. It's straight up uh, stop motion, which is... It, look, here's the thing. It doesn't look real. No. But, but it is... It but doesn't look like terrible or anything. Either. No, and it is an art. You know, you're watching yeah. a craft, and before CGI, it's, it's it feels, basically all you could do. It feels right? very Tim Burton. Well, I mean, the, you know, he did several. He did a lot of stop motion. motion yeah. yeah, but even then, like the stop. I mean, look, there is better and worse stop motion. Some of it was a little kind of like clanky, you know, <laughs> like you see kind of the movements being a little too like yeah stiff. But, I guarantee um, you that stuff like that comes down to like time constraints. No, for sure, absolutely. Yeah. The stop motion isn't expensive; it's just time consuming. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, but good models. I, I I saw that. I saw the bonus features and like. They didn't have any real life statues. They didn't get them from a museum. They didn't go to a museum they or anything like that. that. No, those were the oh, when those you see the miniatures. Them, those are the miniatures. Oh and, wow! And they they overlay them on the film, so they they record both that on set. They have people look, pointing at nothing. Okay. And they use a, a perspective thing, and then they built one leg that was kind of small, and they use a perspective trick to make it look real, like bigger. Um, That's pretty clever. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good movie making. But Mordred doesn't do anything. And also, Adrian. Actually, Adrian does one more thing in this next thing, and I want to talk about how much he sucks. It's so stupid. Adrian finds Mordred in the park and tries to stab him, but Mordred awakens and freezes him, and Sam kicks him in the balls. (laughs) 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 The monitor... The monitor commands Mordred to return to the fourth dimension because he's revealed way too much to the mortals. You know, shit. <laughs> uh, he revealed everything to them. He just couldn't stop revealing things to them. <laughs> he says goodbye to Sam and asks her to take good care of Edgar Allan for him and then disappears. The police arrive as Adrian awakens and Tony shoots him in the kneecap. <laughs> <laughs> and then Adrian's like, oh, that hurt. Because Adrian still thinks he's uh, invincible. Yeah. yeah. He says, like, the master's spell is protecting me. And then like, you just sh- fucking shoot him. He, <laughs> it's another cop just, like, shooting him. But, I mean, he almost charged at him with a... He had a knife. Yeah. Almost started charging at him, maybe. Uh, so, Adrian is a big old dumb idiot because he's given an amazing ability. He's invincible for 12 hours, right? And he's and he doesn't use he, it at he doesn't all. Do anything with it. Because he gets himself arrested, but he doesn't have super strength. So what's so he going to do? He's stuck in the cage. So yeah, they put him in a fucking jail cell. He, he can't get out. He doesn't have super strength. All he has is invincibility, buddy. So what you need to be doing is... Breaking in- into the jail physically because they can't stop you. Yes. They cannot stop you. And they will try and then they'll be like scared that they can't because you're ineffected by bullets as we saw earlier. And yet, you let the guy arrest you. He's so a, He's an idiot. So then what are you going to do? Also, he goes to the jail to get captured, but then Mordred escapes. And he's like, oh, fuck, I guess I got to escape too. So then he escapes. But also, he's when he, a bozo. He's a fucking bozo. When he escapes, he's still handcuffed, by the way. He runs out of the jail with the handcuffs. The next time we see him, he doesn't have the handcuffs anymore. Continuity um, error. Just another continuity. Because, again, he doesn't have super strength. How did he get out of the handcuffs? Also, there was like a couple cops lying around. I think there was a dead cop somewhere. I don't remember. <laughs> I think he punches his cop or something like that. Okay. He doesn't take the keys to the handcuffs. He just runs away handcuffed. This guy's an idiot. A fucking bozo. Worst villain ever. 
Only to get there too little too late. And then he gets he kicked can't in the even ball. stab an unconscious man. <laughs> and then he gets kicked in the balls. Just fantastic. It's exactly no, what he deserves. He has to die. Or he does say this man has to die. I don't know. He deserves no no worse than getting kicked in the balls. <laughs> and getting his kneecaps blown up. <laughs> oh, that was great. Also, like he again, Tony didn't have to shoot him. <laughs> he did anyway. Well, Tony's also a dick. Yeah. Just th- all throughout. Oh, no, no, no. He's, yeah, he's a horrible guy. Sam spends Christmas with Edgar and Mordred's sanctum. Mordred appears to say that he may need her help in the future, but for now, they can have eggnog and watch their Christmas movie. The way he says this is weird. It's like... It's very weird. We can watch our movie. Or no, like, we have to put he, our he movie we, on. He says we need to watch our movie. We, what does that mean? No, no, what, no. what is their movie? He needs says, you know, he says, is he mean we, this movie? I thought that. I literally thought that. I'm like, oh, like that would be a whole wrinkle it, to this universe. If like, you know what I Dr. mean? Dr. Mordred it's is a, a movie in the Dr. Mordred universe. Yeah, and it's these events. It's what we're watching. It's very meta. Oh, that would have been a great twist ending. Instead, he, no, he says because okay, so she says, we're going to watch Christmas. She's talking to Edgar Allan Christmas Allen, the, 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 the Bird. Yeah. She says, we're going to watch a Christmas story for like the 10th time or whatever, right? <sighs> he shows up and he's like, but for now, we need to watch our movie for the first time. What I movie? I don't know. Because she's seen Christmas story. So is it Christmas story? Is he going to erase her memory again? <laughs> is that what? He, okay. And that brings up another good point. Is that ethical? Why hasn't he just erased everyone's memories? Why didn't he do more at the police station? He could have erased all those people's memories. And then he could have been like, why am I here? I'm innocent. Boom. He's gone. He really fucks up, man. He could have erased... When he was getting arrested in the off screen, why didn't he just erase their memories? Then just be like, oh, I don't know. Why are we here? Leave. This guy sucks. Also, this movie is like incredibly short. It's like an hour and like seven, s- seven, 10 minutes. Uh, the box has 74 minutes. Yeah, so yeah, about I'm an sure hour like, ten. Like five minutes of those are credits. Right. Yeah. Okay, and then here's the other thing. So he can come back. Like everything gets undone at the end. He's like, Oh, I gotta leave because I've revealed too much. And then he's like, Actually I'm back. Actually I'm back and we can watch our movie. And no big deal. Like we can just We, we can drink eggnog fuck and watch yeah. um Home Alone three. <laughs> you keep on naming movies that haven't come out yet. <laughs> That's why they're watching it for the first time. Oh, yeah, because he's magic. Yeah, future. That'd be funny. <laughs> they actually went to watch Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. There you go. That's our movie for the first time. What our movie. That's that's the movie, guys. That's that's the whole goddamn thing. There it's, you have it. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's, a, it's like nonsense, but it's like fun nonsense, at least a little bit. I think some of it is. So I watched the behind the scenes, and uh, they... Mm, the way these actors were talking about this movie, you would have thought they were making like a Batman movie. They're like, yeah, like my character, she's like she's just she's so smart and uh, she's she really though? no non- no she's not she's no nonsense. And then uh, fucking uh, uh, Jeffrey Combs is like, you know, when you're a kid and like you put a towel on, on your back and you run outside in the backyard pretending like, to be a superhero. a superhero. That's I, me. That's me now. I get to do that because I'm Doctor Mordred. Oh like, my god! Like, shut the fuck up, man! Like, do you know what you're in right now? I don't think he knew. <laughs> because I'm Doctor Mordred. I am a superhero. <laughs> god. And uh, and then they joked around about making a sequel. 
they joked around about they're it. They're like, oh, is there going to be a sequel? Like, I feel I feel like the characters are really setting something up. Like, they're very serious about it. It's crazy. <laughs> I kind of love that. It's, it's so weird because this is like, all right, so this is not a good movie by any means, but it feels like there's a lot of heart in this movie. I didn't get that much heart. I'm be honest. You didn't with get you. that much heart. No, not it, really. It feels like uh, it feels like they gave a shit. It just all. It just feels like they weren't that good at it. It felt like an earnest try at a superhero movie, to okay. me at least. I don't know. Like I want to <laughs> say like someone cared. I'm like, did they though? It feels like they wanted to make this Doctor Strange movie, so they did, and they didn't really. But they couldn't. Right. But, like, they didn't stop to, like, really, you know, hammer out all the details and put in the effort where, where it needed to be. And there is effort, but it's just, like... It's in weird places. Yeah, it's, it's it, you know, it's a weird B-movie for sure. And yeah. it's, like, a lot of B-movies at work work because they are very self-aware of what it is. And they lean into that. And I don't think this does that. I think this is somewhere in the middle where it's, it's like... It's a B-movie that was trying to, like, be serious. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think they thought they were making a Marvel movie. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, oh, no, like, we're going to. I mean, at this point, the standards are still pretty low. No, but I think they thought, you know, we're going to blow people away with this. Oh. Like, they're going to see us, a tiny film studio, and be like, oh, they can actually make good movies. And we're going to get it. And maybe this will get a theatrical release. And then people will come out and see it. And then it'll be the next big thing. Like, I thought they and had. Dr. Mordred will be the next big yeah, thing. Yeah, I think they thought they had the next big thing here. But they like had they, potential. But like they phoned in a lot of things. They had potential for sure. Maybe I don't know. I I, I didn't really. I don't. I don't think this is very good. Uh, <laughs> Story wise, I think there's a lot of plot holes and discontinuities and. Yeah. No, the story is nonsense. It's mostly nonsense. Here's the you thing. know, I, I think the movie's like fun though, in like the weirdest way. I'm glad you had fun with it. I think. <laughs> I, mm, I usually would say like, oh, you know, don't don't shove a love story where it doesn't belong. But I'm like. This movie's missing a good, you know, 15, 20 minutes of, before you, you can even call it a movie. So you might as well have done more love story because there isn't any. There, There's like this. It feels like all the love scenes got removed. Well, because he erased her memory. Yeah. I'd like to see that, though, where he's on a first date. He just keeps fucking up. And he's like, God damn it. And he, just, he uh, says I, the wrong I, thing. I told her about magic again. <laughs> Shit. Fuck. <laughs> She's like, so what's, what's so, your favorite thing to do? And he says the wrong thing. Like, God, fuck. He raises her memory again. Protecting the earth from magical threats. <laughs> I would have liked to see that. Do that, you know, because by the end of the movie, you're supposed, I think you're supposed to feel like these guys have chemistry, but we haven't fucking seen it. The, their only chemistry is like, she's like, I trust you. And he's like, thanks. They don't even look like they're having fun together until the very end of the film. When so, they when they drink their eggnog. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is clearly supposed to be like an end cap to a love subplot that just didn't happen you know like i don't know it's weird like what are what are the significances of like him and her together you know what i mean otherwise it's like it's very straightforward it's just you know a good guy and a bad guy and the bad guy wants to take over the world and enslave humanity what else is new right (laughs) and the good guy wants to stop him yeah except you know his help is not giving him the information he needs yeah, fuck the monitor, man. <laughs> fucking He's like, oh, oh, good. oh, when's he coming? I'm not telling you. Googly eyes in space fucking sucks. <laughs> Gunner's the best character in this movie. I quite enjoyed Gunner. He he, he feels like a B movie character. Yeah, no, no, no. But he knows what he is. 
you know, he's like, I'm I'm this rough and tumble army guy, but actually, but I'm also like some sort of sorcerer and have a shotgun. It's literally a shotgun. And I'm like furry. Was he like, yeah. he was like an animal, right? Sort no, of? No, I think he was just a hairy man. <laughs> just a very, very hairy man? I think so. I didn't, I didn't think he was furry. I thought he was supposed to be some sort of animal hybrid person. Wow. <laughs> That's how fucking hairy he was. No, I didn't get that at all. But he's got this fucking shotgun that he can like unload and load and shit, but it shoots like magical beams, which is pretty cool. He's got a magic shotgun. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't call it a boomstick. Yeah. It would have been a nice uh, little Sam Raimi reference. Evil Dead, B-movie. Oh, okay. Thank you. I didn't see Evil Dead. Army of Darkness. Okay. <laughs> where he has a shotgun. He's in the past. And he's like, this is my boomstick. Oh, I should watch those. You should watch those movies. They're, I, I want to now. They're... All my friends are talking they're about They're not, like, good, but they're great, right, if that right, makes right, sense. Right, right. <laughs> Actors acting? Um, look, I think the I think the best are Gunner and uh, the bad guy. I think he has a certain... Like, he's not great. <laughs> no, but he has, like, a like a cheesy badness to it. Yeah. That's so fun. He has a very deliberate delivery. Yes. That's what it is. And it's like, oh, this guy, he knows what he's doing. And it seemed like he had fun on set at the very least. Yes. He's going in, pedal to the metal. Yeah. Jeffrey Combs, who everyone seems to love, and we're going to talk about him and keep her cancel. I think he's miscast in this because he doesn't come off as like... Heroic? Yes. He comes off as weird. And I think he would be great in other roles he would have been great for the fucking detective i think or yeah or a villain like i I think he would be great in those roles because he's got a very weird still look to his face he looks threatening yeah he doesn't move his eyes a whole lot uh they should have gone a a more anti-hero route maybe with him something different but like i don't he, the, his, you don't buy him as like no, the benevolent good guy. Not not even not even a little bit. <laughs> Look, when he tells a story about the two kids, one grew up to be malevolent and the other one grew up to be like good. I'm like, you you tell me who's who because I don't because I'm, I'm I'm not confused. I'm not buying it's you, buddy. I think you're the bad one. <laughs> yeah, maybe you suck. He does kind of like seem like a villain. Yeah, I think he'd play a good villain. Well, I mean, he's you know has he played a villain a bunch of times? That's what he's known for. Oh, things like Reanimator. Uh, where it's it's weird that he's like the hero yeah, in this. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. I think he's miscast. I don't think he hmm. should be heroic. I think his acting itself was fine. Like some of his line deliveries, I liked. I like his voice. He does a lot of voice acting. Okay, we're gonna he, get to it. He's got a very good voice. Yeah, and you would have heard him because he was he was in a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that I've like either seen or like. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah for sure. But I don't, no, I don't know. Something about his dead eyes. Uh, and and it's just kind of like it's almost like he was voice acting the movie. Maybe yeah, maybe yeah. And his delivery and and just how like he just looks and sounds like a serial killer. <laughs> like that's what I got from his performance. And I'm like, nobody should like him. No one should trust him. Like they, they should have arrested him. Because yeah, I no, I'm on everyone else. Look side. at him and two, he keeps talking about magic. No, I'm on the cop side. Like this is not a man, this is a man you detained. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Look, action, music. You know what the music sounded like? An old video game. It was very cheap. Yeah. The music was a lot better than the last Doctor Strange movie we watched. With, like, the porn music. Oh, yep, yep, yep. I'll give you like, that. Th- this music was, like, I wouldn't say it blew me away or anything, but it was, it was, like, totally fine. But it felt like a video game. It felt like an N64 video game music. Yeah. Like. A lot of it reminded me of Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Okay. 
That's a co- that's a compliment, I'd say. No, 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 not in the good ways. Why? More like I don't know. Because that's a fucking amazing soundtrack. You're 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 thinking about all the good pieces. I'm talking about just kind of like there's no bad pieces. Of oh that my game. god! Like some of the establishing music, you walk into a new, like in the beginning, like the shop music. No. No. Anyway, bad example. Anyway, it feels like a video game. But in a bad way, according to you. What about <laughs> costumes? They, I they, think the costumes are totally fine. But he's just like all blue, like head to toe royal blue. <laughs> it's very one dimensional. Well, I he, wish they had done. They're a not look. allowed to do the red. I think. I don't. Well, clearly not. I don't. I mean, they're pushing the envelope as it is. <laughs> um, I don't want like straight up Doctor Strange. What I wanted is just some something more interesting than just straight blue and even then it looks like the early design for uh dr strange when he wore a blue cape (laughs) so at least he wasn't wearing like the gloves okay well that would have been ridiculous i don't like it when dr strange wears gloves i don't either and it's always like yellow gloves yeah they tried it in the mcu for one scene i was like take those off (laughs) oh that's ridiculous and thor Ragnarok. Oh, yep, 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 yep. He like, does oh. wear gloves, and I'm like, I don't like the way this looks. I don't like that at all. He, they look like dish gloves. <laughs> like, you take those I'm, off. I'm buddy. glad they dropped that. Cabal's <laughs> oh. uh, pirate outfit looks like he just got it from the from the stage closet. You know, he's <laughs> like a pirate vampire. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's not too much here. I mean, there's not that much to analyze other than how bad the story is, which we've done yeah. pretty much throughout the plot. I think. Yeah. No, there, there just isn't a lot to end. This, I think, this podcast is already longer than the movie. Probably, yeah, it, it is actually. Um, <laughs> one more thing I will say though, credit where credits due. Uh, I like the miniatures. There's some the miniatures are good. Stop motion, even if the stop motion isn't great, it's a lot of hard work to do that. Mm-hmm. And it, for what it's worth, it looks okay. Like it looks good. Uh, his apartment looks good too. That's there, a great. There's set. some decent set design yeah, here. That's a great set, even though it's half Batcave. Um, <laughs> he's got that fancy keypad and everything. Yeah. Like no, like somebody worked very hard to make some of this stuff look cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so credit where credit where that's due. Credit where it's due. Let's move on to Keeper Cancel then uh, if we're done here. Keeper Cancel for Jeffrey Combs. Have you ever heard of this actor, by the way? No, I have not. As soon as we said we were going to do this movie, my good friend Derek, who's a listener, he's in our Discord, he reached out and he was like, oh, I'm so excited for you to do this movie because I love Jeffrey Combs. And I was like, oh, I guess he's like popular. He has like a cult following. I had no idea. And then I'm like... (laughs) I looked at his stuff and I'm like, I don't, I still like, don't who, get who, it. Who, like, who, who, is he? who is this guy? Like, why is he popular? But I looked him up on like YouTube and to see like clips of all his stuff and whatever. And I see a bunch of the same things. I see like people are like the, in the comment sections, people are like, oh, I love Jeffrey Combs. I'm so excited when he's in this thing or when I hear about he's in another thing or, or like uh, in reviews for this movie, Dr. Mordred, people are like, oh yeah, well, Jeffrey Combs was awesome. He really brought whatever and i was like he really brought mordred to life (laughs) it's like was he though (laughs) um so he's known for a bunch of stuff i'm gonna split him up into three categories basically a bunch of b horror like body horror movies 
he also was in a lot of Star Trek, and he's also done a lot of voiceover. So I'm going to talk about all three of those things. Do you think Star Trek might be one of the bigger things people recognize May- him from? Yeah, I think it's kind of equal parts uh, some of this horror stuff and okay. Star Trek. Yeah, because horror fans tend to like really... I mean, look at Bruce Campbell. People love him. Yeah. And honestly, he's not like a great actor, but he's <laughs> he seems like a... Like a really cool guy, and I I love seeing him on screen. So mm-hmm. I think I kind of get that part of it. Yeah, I think people who've just been exposed to him for a long time are very yeah they're fond of him. Yeah. So earliest stuff I could find, Frightmare. These are a bunch of stuff I've never heard of, by the way. I, I haven't heard of a single goddamn thing in this entire list. But I'll continue. Uh, so Frightmare, the man with two brains. This is a movie with Steve Martin in it, written by Steve Martin. I had never heard of this movie. What the fuck? Um, and uh, Jeffrey Combs is in it. But his big break would be Reanimator, which is a horror movie about a, a scientist who decides to bring corpses back from the life. Okay. <laughs> and uh, insanity ensues. <laughs> Have, you've never seen You've never heard of any of this? No. I've heard of Reanimator, but I've never... It's based on a Lovecraft novel. It's not one of the Lovecraft ones that I've heard of. Mm. From Beyond, and then a sequel to Reanimator, Bride of Reanimator. So is it like Frankenstein? Maybe, yeah. That's <laughs> such a trope Would those to have been bride. made around the same time, actually? I have no idea. I didn't write... Look, mm. you're asking somebody who, do, who knows nothing. And not only that, I did not write down the years. This is still early stuff, though. This might be like well, I mean, early like 90s. The, like the original um, like reanimator novel. You think that was around the time... That was probably after Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, right? Because that book is old. Yeah, I don't know. Lovecraft is from like the early... Something like the 30s and 40s, right? Yeah, but I think Frankenstein might be earlier than that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Just sounds like such a horror trope. Bride of Chucky, Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. Bride of Reanimator. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> robot Jocks, The Giver. So I'm going to stop right here because I was like, what the fuck is that? Clicked on it. It's a goddamn superhero movie based on a manga. So uh, naturally, so it, we're adding it to our list. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and it stars Mark Hamill. That's, that's so odd. I think he plays the villain. <laughs> um... It's based on a manga called Bio Booster Armor Giver. From what I'm seeing, uh, this titular character of Giver, he transforms like Iron Man, <laughs> but the the suit is also kind of it's like it's armor, but it's also like biological. Yeah, like it looks um like exoskeletony. Yeah, he looks kind of like an insect man, uh, which is very interesting. There's also an anime, obviously, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, and it got a sequel. So there is a Giver 2, and I don't think... Jeffrey Combs is not in that. But two movies that we just added to our list that we will at some point cover in this podcast. Thanks, Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, thank you, Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> and God, I was just telling you this before we started recording. I've done extensive research on superhero movies based on comics, manga, anything from even from other countries, like like weird things. Like obs- as obscure uh, as you can yeah, find. Nev- never heard of this. Ever. <laughs> I'm curious how many people have. Seems crazy. If you guys um, have heard of the Giver, let us know. Yeah, more calls to action. We've This is the call <laughs> to action episode. Like, <laughs> let us know what... Oh, shit. Well, the original call to action this episode came late afterwards. 
chronologically. Oh, but. now everybody's confused. Eh, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So let us let us know if you've heard of the any of this stuff, but Guyver specifically. Uh, Trancers Two. So that's a movie directed by Charles Band, same guy who directed this movie. So it's part of his whole. Is it an original idea by Charles Band? I'm probably actually this time. <laughs> um, but it's uh yeah, so one of his B horror movies, Fortress Necronomicon. That sounds H.P. Lovecrafty. It is, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Love in a forty-five Castle Freak, The Frighteners. So you told me you hadn't heard of this movie. I have not. It is directed by Peter Jackson. Seems odd to me. <laughs> so it's also a horror movie. It's like a horror comedy, is what Wikipedia said. Right up his alley again. A lot of a lot of horror. Almost all of this is exclusively horror. I still know what you did last summer. <laughs> the sequel. The, the I think one. it was a direct to DVD sequel. Was it? But it still had um, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, she's not like a big movie star though. Was it directed? I th- I could have sworn this. I, I think it was a direct to video sequel. Did, I know what you did last summer was huge though. It got a theatrical release. Uh, You're thinking of? I'll always know what you did last oh. summer. <laughs> this is direct to the, the sequel. third movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, from 2006, way later. <laughs> uh, also, look yeah. at that cover. <laughs> oh, we got to watch that one. No, we don't. So uh, <laughs> a little peek behind the curtain. Earlier this week, uh, we were hanging out. Or we, tried to, at least. Yeah, we as a group started watching I Know What You Did Last Summer, a movie that I had never seen. I think I saw it when I was a kid, like when it came out, and I, maybe I wasn't allowed to because I was like, I would have been like eight or something. Yeah. And then I left. I didn't finish it because uh, I had to go to bed. <laughs> but the rest of y'all finished it. And so the sequel, if we, yeah, if we watch it, Wait, is Freddie, Combs is, is Freddie Prince in the sequel too? Well, now you're telling me who doesn't die. Oh, yeah, he is. Right no, there. Yeah, nice. Also has Brandy. That's odd. Brandy? And Mackay Pfeiffer. <laughs> what the fuck? That, like, I just remember that movie being so iconic. It was parodied so much. I remember all that too, but I had never like actually like, sat down and watched the right, movie. Right, right, right. Yeah. Me neither. Launched the careers of like all of these people. Yep. Freddie Prince Jr., uh, Sarah Michelle, Michelle Gellar, Jennifer Love Hewitt, and uh, Ryan Philippe. He married Reese Witherspoon for a little bit. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was in Cruel Intentions with, oh, with, with Sarah, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Gellar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Reese Witherspoon and Selma Blair. He was the main guy in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That movie I have seen. It's been a long time. I went. It's kind of messed up. I saw that movie in theaters. Oh shit! What year was that? We're we're way off topic. But uh, 1995. So I 90. Sorry, 1999. So I would have been nine, going on ten. It adapts a 1782 novel, some 1782 French novel. <laughs> and my sister went to go see it with her friends, and she was babysitting me. So she's like, "I guess you're fucking watching this movie." And you're like, "All right." <laughs> and I was. Probably confused and uncomfortable. I don't know. The only thing I remember from that movie was the kiss with Selma Blair oh, the... and Sam Michelle Geller. Oh yeah, where it like zooms in on them and stuff. Yo, yeah, it's real erotic. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's move on. House on Haunted Hill. He's in that movie, which uh... I had never seen it, but I had heard of it. Which is more than I can say. Like when it comes to pretty much anything, Jeffrey Combs has been in. Yeah, yeah, no, no definitely heard of it. Um. Beyond Reanimator, so uh, the second sequel, Dark House, Elfman. But again, a bunch of movies I've never heard of. Dark House. But to move on to Star Trek, 
Uh, he was in 33 episodes of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I should also clarify. Damn, that's a lot. I've never seen any Star Trek other than the new movies. And even then, I've only saw two of them. <laughs> I've seen a little bit of the shows, but I don't really remember anything from them. Because um, my parents would just like watch it when I was on TV. I think I remember Voyager more than anything else. With like the Borgs and stuff. I don't know what any of that means oh. you know the other day i was thinking about this because i was, I was <laughs> listening to a podcast where they were talking about star trek uh because there's like a new star trek series coming out that's like a sequel series to the one that just came out the I think. one with black bolt in it i don't fuck if i know anyway and i just thought is this what people who like aren't into marvel feel like when we're all talking about marvel because i'm like i don't know what any of this means like <laughs> i'm not into like you know, I'm not into Star Trek. I'm not into like the Star Trek news. So like when a new show's coming out, like I know right. Picard because I know who Picard is and <laughs> I know there's a new show with Patrick Stewart. That's all I know. And I know the new ish movies and that's kind yeah. of it. So. And it was like a big deal that Patrick Stewart returned to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's very famous. So. <laughs> so none of this means anything to me. But yeah, 33 episodes of Deep Space Nine. He plays several different characters, mostly in makeup. So he's just kind of like like a recurring extra, basically. <laughs> uh, Star Trek Voyager, he plays a character named Penk. Uh, one episode. Star Trek Enterprise, he plays two characters in 11 episodes called Shran and Krem. And then is in Star Trek Lower Decks. The That's animated, like the animated comedy, right? Yeah, yeah, of like all of the tertiary characters that never get any play <laughs> on like the Star Trek ships, like on the Enterprise. <laughs> it blew my mind, by the way, when I saw first watched the new Star Trek movie with uh, the best Chris. Yeah, the best Chris. Thank you, Chris Pine. Chris Pine. <laughs> um, I didn't realize that the the spaceship, the Enterprise, was like the like, enormous. Oh, all of the ships in Star Trek are enormous. Yeah, they're like the size of like cruise ships. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I, I had no idea. I thought they were like the size of like the Millennium Falcon. Like you fit 10 people in it or something. No, the Millennium Falcon's a freighter. All right, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> um, also known for a variety of voice work. Uh, he was in the new Batman Adventures, uh, played Scarecrow. So the new Batman Adventures is just what they called... Uh, the second series of Batman the Animated Series. They called it the new Batman Adventures? Yeah. That's a terrible name. It's like the later seasons because they took a very short hiatus and when they came back, they had a different producers, I think. They like rebranded it. They rebranded it and also the animation style was different. Uh. <laughs> I th No, it, the new animation oh, style like, was pretty like good. Like it improved. Oh. It, it's very stylistic. I don't know if you've seen it side I'm, by side. I don't know if I've seen it side by side. Uh, it basically the artwork got a little pointier. Like all the jaws are very sharp. Is it closer to like what like Justice League Unlimited looked like? Yeah. Okay. I think it all kind of continued that yeah. in that direction. I think they might have pulled back on some of the pointy aspects. This was all still like under like Bruce Tim, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. So he plays Scarecrow in that Justice League Unlimited plays the question. Uh, so two villains. Uh, <laughs> He was in the Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, plays leader. Oh, okay. He was the, we briefly saw him in The Incredible Hulk. For like a second. Yeah. The Nickelodeon <laughs> version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that's the 3D animated one. He plays Rat King. Transformers Prime plays Ratchet. And then, this was kind of funny, two direct-to-DVD animated movies, Howard Lovecraft and the Undersea Kingdom and Howard Lovecraft and the Kingdom of Madness. I want to know what those are. Is it about a kid just like 
I think it's Lovecraft going... as a kid or something, or Lovecraft's kid. <laughs> it's like reformatting Lovecraftian horror into like a kid's format. It's a very interesting weird. thing to try and do. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite the take. And it stars like all-star cast. So it's like Christopher Plummer. Um, is he dead yet? Is he still alive? I don't know. I can't keep up with <laughs> who of these old actors are still alive or dead. I'm so sorry if I, if he's if he's dead. <laughs> uh, Mark Hamill's in one of those. Ron Perlman is in one of those. I know he's still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scooby-Doo and Batman, the Brave and the Bold, plays the question. So uh, He's played the question twice. It's just kind of like, it's all the same people who make this stuff. Yeah. Because I remember Brave and the Bold and like the Batman were coming out at the same time, I think. And they were like played back to back because they're so ridiculously different. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, because you know Brave and the Bold is like close. It's very campy. And it's Batman paired up with like really obscure DC heroes. And the Batman was a little bit more like darker. Into- the Batman was more of like a successor to the animated series kind of. I mean, of. it's also like a rebooted series. But yeah. like the Batman is a little bit more older kid i think i think yeah. i think it's more like for the 12 13 year olds you know or brave and the bold was more for like the eight year olds yeah uh because it was very campy bruce wayne's like not a thing it's a lot just of, batman like, with a lot of like team ups and stuff yeah like that, and his yeah. costume is very and the animated style in his costume is very much reminiscent of like the 50s uh <laughs> like 50s and 60s it's very uh, like comics. classic batman yeah not, not the brooding <laughs> no. killer not quite not killer Actually, the original Batman did kill, didn't he? <laughs> Probably. I think, and, I think he like shot I think people. sometimes he had like guns too, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Jeffrey Combs, overall, what are you going to do? Keep or cancel? I mean, he seems, like a, he seems like a favorite among people, but I can't relate to why because most of the stuff I haven't seen. Yeah. He seems like... <laughs> He the, seems cool. He seems like the most famous, not very famous person. Yeah. You know? like And I can respect that. Absolutely. Like, he found a niche, niche. and he is just doing it, like, from B-horror, body horror, to, like, Star Trek, to, like, voiceover. And, like, I watched a, a super clip of, like, all oh, his voiceover roles. Mm-hmm. And they go to him for the same reason because he, they, you know, they need like a creepy monotony guy, which is what he <laughs> sounded like in this movie. Exactly, so. like perfect. <laughs> so yeah, he definitely has his, like I said, he has his niche, uh, and he's doing it. And yeah, I say keep he, him. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He just seems like a good guy doing his job, he, yeah. <laughs> and people like him for it. So I would love to just like randomly watch some of some of this B horror stuff, like well, this old body see... horror. Where's he, Guyver? Guyver. I yeah. don't know how much body it seemed like a little bit of body horror with the whole like you know the suits like a yeah seems like a living thing kind of but and it kind of transforms around him we saw a clip yeah it's kind of gross but <laughs> yeah besides that i don't know when i'm gonna watch like frightmare or fortress <laughs> right and, like the next movie now we're gonna be like all right guys we're putting on reanimator <laughs> it's supposedly a classic so everyone will hate us that's okay so let's move on into the Phantom Zone, this movie, Dr. Mordred. I almost forgot what it was. I almost said Dr. Strange. Dr. Morbius. <laughs> Dr. Michael Morbius at your service. <laughs> Birdo, final thoughts. What do you What do you say? I'm conflicted because, like, this is a terrible movie. <laughs> but it's a fun movie in the weirdest way. It's fun in a way only, like, a B movie can be fun, I guess. Mm-hmm. It made me laugh. 
there was, there was I don't some know if I was legitimately funny laugh. stuff here. Yeah. But here's the thing. Is anybody really missing anything by not seeing this? I don't really think so. Because there's not a lot of substance here either. There really isn't. So, like, did I keep Doctor Strange? I don't remember. I don't either. I think I... I meant to make a list. I think I banished it. You did? I think I did too, actually. I meant to make, like, a spreadsheet of all everything I've kept or canceled. And it's like... Or I, not kept or canceled. <laughs> actually, both. I meant to make a spreadsheet of all the people we keep or cancel so we can remember. Oh, yeah. And all the movies we send in the Phantom Zone. But... That way we can, you know, check re- them Yeah, out. we can reference We can be it. consistent. <laughs> yeah. But... Is it weird that I want to keep this more than, like, the official Doctor Strange movie? Maybe. I don't know. I wouldn't say either one is better than the other, really. No. I think, you know what? The Doctor Strange movie I think is, it tried too hard. It's Doctor Strange, though, so it, it's worth something there. This is just nothing. This is this, this is, is nothing. This it, is a made-up character. Uh, <laughs> it could have been so much more. I mean, It's, it's it, like, I want to keep it, but I'm probably going to banish it. Would it have been better if it was if it was licensed Doctor Strange? I don't know. It might have been worse. Maybe. <laughs> I feel like some of the redeeming qualities was Adrian being just a fucking idiot the whole movie because it's entertaining, not because he's a good character. Yeah. <sighs> I think I'm going to keep this one because this is a movie. I do want some people to see this movie just because of how fucking ridiculous and dumb it is. If just for that. And, I don't know. and you're thinking real hard about this one because I don't, I don't. I'm gonna be honest, man. I don't really see the value as much as last week's movie and that Doctor Strange because it's like, okay, look, are you a fan of this comic character? Do you like these movies? Well, if you want to have fun one afternoon, go back and watch this old one. You know what I mean? Like there is value in here. That. Watch this knockoff. There's less value in that and being like, here's this knockoff. Other than there's full frontal nudity in it. Like hey. that's its most redeeming quality. It's this awkward. It has Shao Kahn in it. Almost sexy. <laughs> you know, like mm, I flawless victory. Yeah, no, I'm gonna banish it. <laughs> Look, I think I don't know. I don't know why I'm so forgiving of this movie because I know it's bad. I know it's bad. I think your expectations were so low that like anything. It kind fine. of impressed me. Yeah, maybe. Um, Look, I just think like I know this movie is as buried as it gets. Uh, and I think it, it's with good reason. Just leave it buried. Just leave it buried. Nobody just should leave, ever let the dog. What's the, what's the phrase? Let sleeping dogs lie. Sleeping dogs lie. Thank you. No. I almost had dead dogs. That's not the same. Yeah, I'm like that can't be that because that'd be mean and <laughs> sad and Jeez. morbid. Mordred. Mordred. Uh, I think it's where they came up with the name Morbid Mordred. I don't know. There should be a sequel to this. So shut the fuck up. Why? Or a spinoff comic? Okay. I don't know. I want to know what Christmas movie they're going to watch. I still think it's this movie. <laughs> he says our movie for the first time. Anyway, yeah, uh, I didn't say my final thoughts. I just started jumping to the, I was going to banish this to the Phantom Zone. <laughs> I think this is a very watchable movie that you may find some enjoyment out of. I'm not going to say it's the worst thing ever, but it is overall poor quality, not great performances, <laughs> not a great story. Interesting. It's interesting. It is for sure. interesting. That's maybe what it, the most maybe got that's going a saving it. grace for me. I'm like, this is just an interesting thing that exists. It's interesting in a lot of ways. Yeah, I'll give you that. But just I don't, look, it's just not <laughs> worth it for me. So, um, cannot recommend it. But if you're into weird things and if you're into weird B movies, then I do recommend it. Because that's the other thing. I feel like 
there's definitely know, an audience we, for this. We don't, you know, we don't do this. So you're like, you don't want, like, I, I joke around, I'm like, oh, we'll watch the bad movie. So you don't have to. But at the same time, I want other people to experience what I just experienced. Right, right. Like right. when we watched Catwoman, I'm like, no, I don't want everyone to be in the room with me. I want everybody to be upset. Yeah. Be <laughs> upset with me. You know what I mean? But also like nobody else should have to see this. But that's the opposite of what I just said. I want everybody to, right. to suffer with me. But if you put it in the Phantom <laughs> Zone, it means you know nobody. Yeah, yeah, ever... sure, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, but by that logic, I would, I would keep everything out. Oh, true. Out true, and about, true. you know. But no, 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 no. So Phantom Zone for me, that's that's what I said. <laughs> it's ironic that we bring some of these movies into the light just to banish them. It is. Yeah, that is what we do here, isn't it? Whoa. <laughs> because that's the thing. If you're listening to, okay, here's here's something I would like some feedback on. Call to action. Tweet me at films from PZ. If you are listening to this and you have even heard of this movie, please let me know because I'm interested in knowing and, if and just who even knows that this out, exists. Yes. Because I didn't. I'm gonna tweet that out anyway. But yes, tweet at me anyway. And uh, yeah, that segues into the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you to that piano dude for a musical intro. Make sure you leave a rating and review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Please make sure to tell a friend. And if you've told a friend, thank you so much for telling a friend. It means a lot to us. You can find us on Instagram at Films from the Phantom Zone. You can find us on Twitter at Films from PZ. Uh, TikTok from Films from PZ. All these episodes are available on YouTube if that's how you like digesting your podcasts. If you like the show, you want to be a part of the show, we stream every episode live on Twitch. On twitch.tv slash film from films from <laughs> Damn it. Christ, Birdo. It snuck up on me. He just sneezed. I cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we stream all these episodes live on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash films from PZ. So if you want to hear the sneezes in person, come hang out with us. We got our friends uh, Jorge in the chat talking to us along with the man named John. Uh, Eduardo was here earlier today. Yeah, if you've ever listened to a podcast and you're like, I want to hang out with those, I, I want to be there, you can do that. Twitch.tv slash from, from, films from PZ. Yeah, it's um, not the most exciting stuff, but I mean, it's fun. Why would you say that? I don't know. God damn I'm it. I'm downplaying us so that they're not <laughs> so judgmental they, when they, they have a fucking amazing time when they hop in. And we're burping and... <laughs> uh, we, we made espresso martinis. We talked about that for like 20 minutes. <laughs> Um, if you want to support the show, you can do that on Patreon. That's linked below. And that is the only place you can get our second podcast called Where's Mephisto? Where we watch the streaming TVs and we look for Mephisto. And now that all is exciting because he's everywhere. He, or is he? We don't We don't know. I guess that's the exciting part. Where the fuck is he? He's got to be somewhere. We're going to find him. Uh, we will look for him everywhere. Whether it be DC, Marvel, Star Wars. I don't know fucking play maybe he's in that we'll you, you think he's a... gonna show up in the boys we'll find out um <laughs> so our patreon and where's mephisto is linked below we have some other things coming on the patreon soon like an outtakes episode of this very podcast from from the phantom zone all the interesting things that and discussions that were just not appropriate to the episode i cut out uh but i kept them and we put we compiled a hour plus long episode uh, and that's only going to be available on Patreon for our supporters who love the show. Uh, and if you want to talk to us throughout the week, you can find us on our Discord server. That's also linked below. It's free to join. And we have all kinds of discussions with all kinds of our friends. We do have a lot of fun in there. 
that is true, but you say that like everything else is false. It's like, oh, actually, this the we no, that, I mean that's like, true. The like, Discord we, server, we, we do, we do. <laughs> I, yeah, the way I said that was weird. <laughs> everything else is bullshit, but the Discord server. Let me tell you, that's fun. That, that's where it's fucking yeah. at. Birdo streams some video games on there. We stream video games on here too, but sometimes. Like commentary free, he just like you can just see I'll his just feed. I'll just gameplay up <laughs> while I'm like recording gameplay. Yeah. So if you, if you ever want, just want to see commentary free gameplay, some mm. people are into that actually. Just watch someone play. Yeah. You should just put that on Twitch. <sighs> get our numbers up. I need to get like our. Um, we should do that one day. Template for. I think if you sign on, it'll just populate. It keeps saying it's all that's is cloud based. Why do I not believe that? I don't, like, I don't for either. A second. I don't believe that for a second either. It's like, I see that and I'm like, there's no fucking way. There's too many things. Eh, Maybe. There's only one way to find out. Yeah. Anyway, other than that, guys, we will see you next week. Berto, what movie are we watching next week? The Incredible Hulk TV pilot from 1970-something. Hold that thought, hold that thought, hold that thought, I got it. 1978. 1978. Wow. Oh, yeah, so this is the classic Bill Bixby series uh, starring, uh, yeah, Bill Bixby. Um, <laughs> it's his He it's plays his thing, um, yeah. Dr. David Banner. Yeah, not Bruce Banner, David Banner. Uh, we were joking around about this because this is back when they didn't give a shit about source like, material. Yeah, source material, respecting the comics, and none of that. So they're just like... You know what we like better than Bruce Banner? David Banner. It's just ma- It doesn't Bruce- roll off the tongue very no, well. No, Bruce Banner's a way better name. Anyway, this series, uh, which everyone has heard of, right, has five TV movies and 80 episodes. It ran for five seasons. It was very successful. Yeah. The pilot is a TV movie, just like a lot of the these shows that we've... That's why we've covered so many of them now. And then the second episode was also a TV movie. They went back-to-back TV movies. Yeah, I guess they were TV movies first, and then they r- turned them into episodes. Like, well, they were supposed to be for pilots syndication anyway. purposes. Yeah. yeah, they were supposed to be pilots anyway. But it's for whatever weird reason, that they made two pilots of the like, same show back-to-back. So we will do both those. The series ended; it got canceled finally after five seasons, and then after that, did three more TV movies. I think a few years later, right? Something like that. Yeah, because I guess it was still interest. And those are known for uh, introducing, like, side characters as kind of like a backdoor pilot to see if, like, they could make more stuff. Yeah. So the first movie has, and by first movie, I mean the first of those three films, has Thor in it. So we're trying to stretch this out. So this covers She-Hulk and Thor. (laughs) Which Uh it, it eventually will. Yeah. The second movie had Daredevil in it, and then the third movie was going to have She-Hulk in it, but they wrote her out of it. Never happened, and all of those were attempts to like jumpstart another series, more series. Yeah. yeah, so a Thor series, a Daredevil series, and then a She-Hulk series. None of that happened. <laughs> so that's what's coming up, guys. And it seems like there's a lot of history there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, so the Incredible Hulk pilot, uh, you can rent for ninety nine cents on Apple TV. Probably some other places for a little bit more, but for ninety nine cents, I saw on it Apple seemed, TV. It you seemed like it. the best uh, best deal. Yeah, yeah. ninety nine cents for a hour and a half movie, or you could buy the whole deal. series for fifty dollars on DVD off that's, of Amazon. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of money. <laughs> that's a lot of money and a lot of content. 
That's uh, a lot of content. We'll, we'll see if I like the pilot before I commit to even watching the show, you know? <laughs> yeah, so five movies. We're going to play this by ear. We're going to at least do the first two and then the first movie that came at the end of the series. We're not going to watch fucking five seasons of, of shit in between. Uh, and then we'll see if we're going to do the last two. We, we'll probably put some stuff in between the last two and have the last two come out around She-Hulk time in August. Okay. All right. Well, other than that, guys, we will see you next week, and goodbye. Bye.